Since the last episode, the iPhone surpassed its 15th anniversary on January 9th. Uh, we have a new segment that is official now. It's called Our Recent Photos, where we look at some images that Dave and I have been taking since the last episode. Uh, we have some tips for you, and we talk a little talk a little bit about the new iPhone SE with 5G, maybe. Or will there even be one? Uh, we even go off track where we talk about uh, cellular tech and Apple stuff that has nothing to do with iPhoneography because it's been a slow week. All this and more on the iPhoneography podcast coming up. It's Monday, January 17th, and this is the iPhoneography podcast. My name is Greg McMillan, and I have my esteemed co-host, after he shoveled himself out, Dave Podner. Hello, Dave. Hey, Greg. Yeah, it kind of felt like around you with all the snow and the cold we've had in the last day or so. <laughs> I must admit, though, you have probably three times as much as we do right now. Yeah, Believe it or not. I, well, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we got hit by, by Izzy, by Izzy. So, you know, it's different that they're they're naming the winter storms in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's kind now, of crazy, so. isn't it? You almost think they're like uh, hurricanes or something. Exactly. Exactly. So is it? It's yeah. not the result of a hurricane, though, is it? No, no. They're oh, just okay. naming storms. They're yeah. just naming storms. I think it's also it's hard to get in the mind of why people do things, but it may be part branding. You know? You yeah. Know, who knows? Because it, I mean, people think snowstorm, no big deal. Like we got eight inches of snow in literally like. A little over 12 hours. You yeah. Know, I, um, it took from started for me like 4 p.m. and it finished up at 9 a.m. the next morning. So, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking definitely less than a day and overnight. And you go from completely clear to, oh, you better hope you don't have an emergency because the ambulance not may, may not be able to make it to your house. Yeah. And folks, <laughs> if you want to follow along with the progress of that snowfall, Go to Dave's Instagram. He's got it uh, logged there, I believe. Uh, do you have all the pictures on there? I know it's in your story right now, but when yeah, this comes I out, it'll... In, I did have it have in the story, in posts? but... Yes, what I did was, and this is a little minor tip, that if you have a, a story actually telling a story, um, which I, a lot of people just don't, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, here's something that's a throwaway picture type thing. But if you actually do have a story out of like a group of pictures that you have in your story, you can hit the little uh, button on the upper right and save the story as a video. Oh, nice. Okay. So, cool. so I put a, a little quick little video uh, time lapse, a little bit slow, unfortunately, because you can't control the speed or yeah, yeah. you know th that kind of thing so it's a bit of a pain and i didn't really want to go into iMovie or anything else to edit it take the time yeah um but yeah so i just did a so it's a little so you can see the time lapse and putting you know putting the time in you can see the snow just crawling up crawling up crawling up and then <laughs> yeah hitting that yeah. eight at eight inch mark <laughs> yeah yeah well that's kind of cool um so today uh we're going to just kind of bounce back a few days here, actually a week and a bit, because um, we missed since our last show, the anniversary of the initial iPhone announcement that Steve Jobs did on January 9th, 2007. So we thought we'd just take a quick minute here um, to kind of reminisce about that, you know, announcement and, and how it maybe changed things. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think the iPhone has definitely changed the world because, um, you know, it changes the way we do things. I mean, if it wasn't for the iPhone, Dave and I wouldn't be sitting here doing this show talking about iPhoneography because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's changed the the photographic industry by completely, well, all but obliterating the uh, point and shoot market. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh what what do you, okay so do you know do you remember if if or anything Dave do you remember where you were what you're doing when that announcement happened? Well, it was I remember it was during MacWorld. Yeah, when Apple actually when there was a MacWorld and Apple went to MacWorld, um, and it was remember it was a lot of lead time and everyone knew they were going to talk about something. The rumors yeah. were heavy that. 
And the thing is, there was already another product called the iPhone that Apple had nothing to do with. Yes, I do vaguely remember yeah. hearing about that. So and, and I got to say, I got to say, I don't really recall too much of this because yeah. I wasn't really following Apple back then. I was big BlackBerry guy. So okay. I'm going to rely on you to um, you know, reminisce about this one. But I remember the, the couple big things were that it was uh, everyone was like, well, you know, because you had iPod, of course, no iPad, you had iPod. And people are like, well, they're going to call it the iPhone. We're like, or people are like, oh, no, no, no. Someone already owns the trademark. They, they can't just use iPhone because someone's already using it. And where are they going? And it was some all kind of iPhone? tech company, wasn't it, that had that? It like, was, yeah. It like was Xerox an, or something. I don't know it was Xerox, but it was an internet-based home phone, if I remember correctly. Okay. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a cell phone. It was a way that you could have a phone, a regular home phone, but it somehow had connected up to the internet so you could get information on it. And it sold. No, no one sold it. It's literally one of those things of the only reason people heard of it was Apple was going to call something the iPhone probably. So everyone oh, yeah. kind of said, <laughs> well, is there anything else called iPhone so Apple can't use it? Not knowing... This is the positive and negative with someone like Steve Jobs saying, I'm going to call it iPhone. Well, someone else already owns it. No, I'm going to call it iPhone. We'll get around it. We don't have to worry <laughs> about that. We, there, there's ways around it. We'll pay him off or we'll do something that, you know, we'll just 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 take care of it. We'll take care of it somehow. So, uh, but I remember there was the buzz. And of course, and anyone can look up the, the keynote, which is like the icon, like one of the iconic keynotes in Apple history. You know, yeah, where he yeah. says, where he goes over. And if you notice, he says a widescreen iPod, mm -hmm. a mobile phone and a internet communicator. Yeah. yeah. And then he talks about that. He said, and he said, are and you he getting repeats it? it? Yeah. Right. It's not three products. It's one. And we're calling it now. Ask people, do they use their iPhone as an iPod? Yep. Especially like a widescreen iPod. They may use a streaming service like a Spotify or Apple Music or something else. That, I mean, honestly, those are the two biggies or YouTube music. They may use that to listen to music, but they don't download songs to their phone anymore. Really? You know, it's all probably streaming. a very small percentage of people would do right. that now. I would right. think. Yeah. Right. Or, and, and the biggest cheer was for the phone. And I guarantee you, most people do not use their iPhones as phones. Yeah, it's funny how that's coming around. It's eh? like the smallest <laughs> little bit. It's, you know, whether it's FaceTime, which wasn't around then, or, you know, with the camera or video, which it didn't have video, or the, 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 the quietest reaction was the mobile communicator. Which, yeah, because nobody knew what he was talking about, really. Yeah, I mean, you kind of like, well, we. I mean, I had a phone that had, I had a flip phone that had um, internet, and it was the mobile cell phone internet, which was all text-based, no pictures. Um, I even had a phone a little before that, that was the handspring visor, which was like a Palm PDA. But it had a module you can add in to make it into a cell phone, literally a cartridge. Oh, yeah. But even that was, I mean, even though that had internet, um, we're talking early 2000s, late 1990s, low speed internet. So it wasn't like people using it like, because I think still most people, this thing is the most powerful thing they have in their in their pocket right now. I mean, oh, for sure. Oh, computer they have yeah. in the house. Most people, this is still more powerful than the PC that they're using, you know, either Apple or a mm -hmm. Wintel machine. Um, also, the screen was teeny tiny little small compared to what we have now. We thought it was huge. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I remember when he said well, that. You, and... you, on a recent show, you held up your 13 mm -hmm. Pro Max and then you held up a, an old iPod. Uh, iPod uh, Touch. We can out screen here. Um, we can out screen here. And the iPod Touch sideways to the uh, to the iPhone I, I um, even vertically. I even got better. I have my first iPhone. 
because oh, really? this thing was this thing was so damaged, I couldn't trade it in. Okay. So I still have my four S. And let me hold it up to the camera here. See, so you can see how. Yeah, it's got a good smash on it there. <laughs> uh, yeah, there and then the, and then the back was. Yeah. There's a screen protector on here, so the glass wouldn't fall isn't falling out, but. Just a little bit yeah. of a difference in size there. Yep, that's insane. I could not imagine yeah. going back to that. Oh no, no. Here we go. So let me get let me get the bottom of the screen lined up so you can see the screen is like, yeah. And of course, then when Android now, I know Android people will say Android made a big difference, and it did. It completely did, especially when oh, you sure. got later down the road. But there were Android phones before the iPhone came out. Yeah, they look like and, blackberries. And, and BlackBerry had a touchscreen. I had yeah. a I had a BlackBerry Torch, but Thought it also it the had cats, the key. It also but, had the keyboard, but it also had the yeah. keyboard. Yeah, and the BlackBerry and and the Androids at the time had the little chiclet keyboard. They were clones of, and this is before Google bought them. When Android was its own little thing, they were yeah. basically clones of Blackberries. And when the iPhone came out, they said, um, "We got to switch because this is the future." And BlackBerry was in complete disbelief. Yeah, they ignored it. Microsoft. And then what happened to them. Yeah, and Microsoft was in complete disbelief. You know, Steve Ballmer, which is, you know, it's like $700 for a cell phone. Who's going to pay for that? Well, I agree. No one at the time was going to put out $700 in mass, but it was enough where you could get production and people wanting it. And then the price went down significantly after that. So, yeah. yeah, it was a different market back then, too, because at least in the States, well, it wasn't available in Canada for a couple of years. Yeah, I'm not sure when it was first brought here. Um, yeah, like it I was say, a couple I, years I later. Didn't, I didn't get my first iPhone until the 4S, which was uh, in October of 2011, I want to say. It was shortly after Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs passed away. Yeah. Uh, and so you said the 4S was your first one, too, right? Yeah. 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 So we probably started about the same time. Um, I I was thinking there was going to be a bit of a lineup on launch day at my local um, uh, carrier, but no, I, I got in there. I had to wait for like one person to get looked after. There's no lineup or anything, but uh, but yeah, I was um, I was really big on BlackBerry, and then when people at work found out I I bought an iPhone. Like I, I literally had one guy come into this my the color booth that I work in, and he looked at me and he says, "Is it really true?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah," <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, and I haven't looked back. But I mean, on another note, um, not only is it the 15th anniversary of the initial iPhone announcement, but BlackBerry uh, has announced that they're discontinuing. Um, uh, legacy BlackBerry products, like they, they yeah. killed them. They're done. If you have one, if you had one, um, I forget what day it was that they flipped the switch, but if you had one, it would just stop working. You know, there'd be no signal. There'd be no nothing. Mm. Um, I don't know if it would work on Wi-Fi. Maybe it would. I don't know, but uh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't because you'd have to have some kind of connection with the BlackBerry servers or something, but I mean, mm, BlackBerry is still going. Was, they still have was, their Android um, yeah. powered phones, but um, as far as the old legacy Blackberries, like the, you know, the old yeah. curves and bolds and all that stuff, mm -hmm. they're done. They've, they've killed them off. So um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, that they've come a long way and um, it's on the, I guess the 15th iteration with the iPhone 13 line. And um, honestly, you know, it's we, hard to lose. It, it's so easy to lose track because there, no one's consistent with the numbering systems. I know. Yeah. It, it's too bad. They just did start with iPhone one, iPhone yeah. two, and just go on like that. But um, I, you know, the, the iOS uh, version, it's mm -hmm. the only thing that's really in line with the number of years, years that they've yeah. been in existence. Yeah. And uh because they're on iOS 15 now, and it's the 15th year since they've announced it. So, um, 
you know, there's always that to go by, but yeah, uh, yeah I just thought it was interesting and um, you know, uh, you know, good on Apple. They're, they've hit the trillion dollar mark in their market cap and all that stuff. So uh, who knew back then, <laughs> I wish I'd had a thousand dollars with Apple stock, but, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so we're going to move on to uh, our new segment that we started on the last show. And it's called officially, it's called our recent photos um, because uh, in, in your camera roll on your iPhone, you've got your, uh, your albums and your recents is the, the one where your newest photos are. And so Dave and I are going to talk a little bit about the photos that we've taken since the last show. Um, so do you want to start, Dave? Because oh, I should say too, we're going to we're going to work these into tips as well. Um, uh, you know, we're going to try to do tips every time as many as much much as we can on these shows too, uh, just to kind of you know help people mm-hmm. with their photography. That's you know, it's all about learning. Learn what you can, share what you or yeah, learn what you can and and uh, share what you know, that type of thing. So, yeah. um, and since we're sharing the photos now, we can say well. Here's here's what this photo, and then we can share the photo and say, here's what we learned from taking this photo. Yes, right. So that that so, is always a big help versus just trying to be more, you know, without the visual. Now, of course, if you're listening on the podcast, we will be as descriptive as possible. Great, but there is magic on the, on, <laughs> on the enhanced version. You'll be able to see right. it on your phone screen right. um, if you have. Uh, the, the iPhone um, or the Apple Podcasts app or on Pocket Casts. I know it works. Other than that, I honestly don't know if it works, but um, I think I'm pretty sure Spotify, it does not work, unfortunately. But um, yeah, yeah I haven't you'd be noticed able to, it uh, on Overcast, unfortunately. It, it doesn't? I, I haven't noticed it, no. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, honestly, most of our listeners listen on the Apple Podcasts yeah. app. So, um, all right, so I'm going to share my screen here, and uh, I've got Dave's photo lined up here. And the world-famous Mr. Leo here. Yes, episode uh, 247 on Tiny yes. Shutter. Go look it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and well, I'm talking about you, boy. Um, this was actually taken. Um, this may be a little TMI, but, you know, you take photos where you take them. Uh, I, I was in the porcelain library okay. one way and he was sitting at my feet. Um, you can see the vent right in front of me here. Oh yeah. Uh, so he was just sitting in front of me and I thought the, he was just having these really neat poses. And, uh, the only light here was the light from the uh, hallway. I didn't have the light on in the room. So I just, you know, kind of. Very slowly, you can see a little reflection in his eye there. Just mm-hmm. held the phone there, and it, it did night mode. Okay, yeah. it was dark enough, to, but it turned out really good. Um, it was—I I didn't touch the sharpness at all in terms of adding sharpness or adjusting it that way. Right. Um, yeah. And then I put it in. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting in where I'm in the past was only doing polar. Um, I'm kind of doing a two-step now, a lot of times where I'm using Pixelmator photo mm-hmm. because I think it does a really good job with their machine learning. Right. But yeah. For me, the only, uh, well, I would say two disadvantages to Pixelmator. I haven't found where you can like, I only want to, um, adjust the foreground or only want to adjust the background. It's an adjustment for the entire photo. Yeah, And if you're trying to get a mood or a scene or different styles, I'm not finding as much success where something like Polar, where they have the styles kind of built in and you can see what other people have done with the community. Mm-hmm. So I did the Pixelmator, but it made it basically it made it very, very, very clear, made it a little sharper with the whiskers. Mm-hmm. Uh, automatically not nothing overly done but um it made it almost too bright i still wanted it to look like a night scene okay yeah so i threw it in the polar after this and adjusted it so it would have that like 
nighttime feel to it. And uh, other than that, just nothing else. It was just kind of how the photo turned out. Yeah. Well, it does have that nighttime feel because, you know, you could tell it's all artificial light. Um, of course, clearly you can see it, the reflection in his eyes. Um, but it does have that, um, <clears throat> you know, that, that kind of mood to it that, that shows that it's definitely taken at night. And I mean, his, his eye, his left eye, which is right, uh, right in the forefront of the image, it's so dark because obviously it's kind of his head's turned away from the light a little bit and, and you can't see, you know, the, the, the pupil and all that stuff. It looks like his pupils, like as big as his eye, but it, but it isn't, but um, well, it's you know really the, cool. The way look, look to the right, look to the right of his eye. Yeah. You can or see a little right, bit. His eye. You can see a little bit of the iris. So, you know, cats can get their eyes so large, the, the pupil oh, yeah. so large. And because it was dark enough, it, and since it was, like I said, I was able to do it without the flash. Yeah. So just let his eyes open like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, but you only get, you got, uh, you know, detail in the ears and, and the whiskers and, you know, and still, still there's a fair bit of detail in the background uh, on the, looks like a, a, a like a, a little rug on the floor there. Yeah. Um, you can still see the texture in that. And uh, yeah, yeah, it looks really good. So your second one. Now this is interesting. Yeah. This this I just this is when I this was a recent five mile race I did. The frigid five miler, which wasn't frigid, it was more soggy, unfortunately. Um, it was just, you know, a little bit they, they put it in the middle of January to be cold. Yeah, yeah. And kind of the unofficial mascot is the you want Yeti, abominable snowman, what do you want to call it? And they're on all, right. it's on all the medals and all the swag you get. So it, really nice medal this year. Uh, but I, when I took a picture of it up close and you can see my thumbprint on the bottom left of how close I was able to get. On oh, there. okay. Yeah. Uh, or I don't know if it was my thumb or my fingerprint there. Um, I actually went into polar and did a couple of overlays on this with the uh, lightning bolts, which just happened to go right through its eyes. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, light leak. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, like I said, for something like this, I, I made sure at least the color of the metal wasn't weird. You know, it is a white metal. It's got the teal blue snowflake pattern in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wanted to do just something fun and unusual with it. And yeah. Pol Polar has a lot, and this is the free version of Polar, a lot of overlays that you can try out. Either yeah. light, different types of lightning, um, atmospheric effects, um, other things like that. So you can do all kinds of things and just put it over top of an image to get a little creative. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the way the lightning bolts go right through the eyes. And, mm -hmm. uh, now was that intentional or is that just a happy accident? Uh, it was, I, I would say when I put the lightning bolts there, I noticed that the distance was pretty close to the eye distance because you don't, I, at least with, when I did the polar, I did, you can see a generic look of lightning. But until you put it on there, you don't get a real good feel for, okay, this is what it actually, you know, width-wise and the adjustments you can do. Yeah, yeah. Because you can make it more or less prominent. So you can make a little bit of a difference that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, your and, third and also one. For, I'll oh, say before we ahead. move on, also for fun, uh, I took that, put it in TikTok. And they put a couple sparkle um, um, effects in it. Oh, really? So, so I put a little sparkle. And of course, in TikTok, you put music behind everything. So uh, if you're familiar with the song, the immigrant song. Oh, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Okay, which, yeah, exactly. I see. I, I didn't know the name of the song. All I oh, knew, yeah, okay. it was the song from Thor. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> And with the lightning and with the sparkling, I thought it would just fit perfectly. And and part of the lyrics is something like in the land of the ice and snow. 
Exactly. <laughs> Very exactly. So it, it was just like, oh, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did they put the music in or did you choose it? I, I chose it. I chose okay. it. Yeah, when I got that picture, I just saw the picture and I thought, you know, the scene, the scene from Thor where he comes down and he's got the lightning as his eyes kind of go white. Oh, yeah. You know, and I thought, oh, that would be great to have that music. And I said, okay. Then the first thing I did was go to Google and say, song from Thor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, you mean this song? I said, yes, that's the song I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. So, okay. So now your third image, um, yeah. it's going to lead into your tip. Um, exactly. And it's a set of three images, actually. So So this is the first one. Right. Now, in Pittsburgh, there's two kind of famous uh, overlook areas. Uh, The one you see a lot on TV is actually a little further down on your right, if you're uh, looking at the photo, uh, Mount Washington. Uh, That's that's the more famous. It's closer it's more famous. There's touristy areas there. They're the high-end restaurants. Uh, this area is the West End Overlook. And this is straight. There's a park here, but this is straight residential. You oh, know, okay. This is literally, um, you walk, uh, you know, maybe 100 feet one way. You just got average houses, not tourist stops, not little fancy restaurants, just average houses. Yeah. Um, and the parking is not as good. So this isn't as well gone over as the other touristy part. Um, but the thing I wanted to bring up here is that I took three different, basically same shots using the 0.5, the one and the three X zoom. Um, mm-hmm. Now from where I, where, where, where this image is to downtown to the point um, you're talking a mile and a half away kind of straight distance yeah yeah so well doing the, the oh, i'm sorry no i was just gonna say yeah it, it looks like it's a fair fair piece yeah. away um especially with that ultra wide <laughs> exactly and with the ultra wide you see and the, it, the sky was really expressive this day yeah so with the ultra wide you're able to see the streaking of the clouds and it looks like the the you know if you look at the clouds they look like they're actually converting converging they aren't but just the way it is, it looks like you're converging to a point. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that you can see not only the downtown area, but if you look off to the left, um, you can see the Manchester neighborhood and, you know, all that thing, all that kind of like spread out area where it's the little flat area on the left before you get hills on either side. Mm-hmm, yep. And then, hmm. like I said, this was the 0.5, and this was doing 0.5 and the um, 16 by 9 built-in shot. Okay, yeah. Which I, which is, I believe, the 10s or 11 and later that will allow you to do that. Yeah, building. I believe the 10s can do it. Yeah, the 10 could not. Yeah. My old 10 could not, but right. this one, but with the newer ones, you can say I want to take a 16. And of course, if you take a 16 by 9 shot, it t- it captures everything so if you want to you know reconfigure this and deal with a different crop you have that image still all right yeah so if you're like oh i didn't really want to super wide i wanted it's you can go higher and you know get a different shot i just like the almost pseudo panoramic uh feel of it Mm -hmm. especially with the ultra wide this would look uh, much better, obviously, you know, in the summertime with the green foliage and that. But I mean, it. Uh, uh, I think the sky really makes it, though. Yeah. Um, you know, you lucked out with that because um, had it been like completely overcast and solid gray, it would not look nearly as good. Yeah. You'd have to go into uh, polar and and redo the sky. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah yeah that's cool. And so the next one. Yeah, this is the 1X. So this is, again, almost the exact same location. I just kind of moved the camera over a little bit to get downtown more centered. Um, so you're getting a lot closer. You can see, you still see the downtown, but you still see a little bit of the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can actually see the the West End Bridge kind of going right in front of us here. 
Um, and on the left, you can see the football stadium with the yellow seats. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. Um, and right in front of that, the thing with the weird kind of, oh, like cone-like on top, just in front of the football stadium to the right. Yeah, like a funnel kind of. Yeah, that's where the Science Center is. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah. That's where yeah. you were and last then, week yep. or two weeks ago. And the building just to the left of that, kind of right over the bridge, is the uh, casino. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. But you can, and that's the, the one of the famous yellow bridges. Yeah. Yeah. So you have the the Western Bridge in front of us. But the, the everything I like is because the, kind of the, you know, the, the touristy image is like hard in the downtown, which is I did that too. But I like this because you can also see the areas around the downtown area. Like you can see the yeah. whole barge is kind of right in front of us. Yeah. Um, and the railroad that kind of goes right along the river and see some, you know, the little bit of industrial that's still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's very well composed because the, the way you've kept the complete bridge and even the way the, the road, as it comes off the bridge on the lower left there, it swoops around to the right. And you've, mm-hmm. you've kept that all in the frame. And that really, um, I think it just really adds to it as it, as, as it swoops around and goes oh, towards the casino. Um, yeah. You know, had, had that been cut off and then you'd, you'd see like, you'd almost wonder, okay, well, where does that go? But you can still yeah. see it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then the third one. Wow. Yeah, the thir- yeah. Now this is the three X. Now I did put this in um, Pixelmator photo to, do the super resolution to help out a little bit and boost the colors a little bit because, you know, you're getting three X on an overcast day and we're pretty far away. So, um, but it still worked out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing I would have looking at it, I, the only thing I would have done differently is the bridge on the right, the Fort Pitt bridge. If I could have just a little bit, so I wouldn't cut off a little bit. Yeah. Of yeah, um, yeah, but overall, yeah, and like I said, th- this is just the 3x. So, again, the problem with the 3x for the app, for, you know, for the iPhone is low light. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in the middle of the day here, it's even though overcast bright enough, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and it's yeah. still kind and- of close enough where you can actually read the um, the lettering on some of the buildings there. Yeah, and it does surprisingly well for the aperture they put into that 3X yeah. um, camera. Uh, I was really expecting it to struggle with, um, you know, noise and everything else. But mm-hmm. it, I guess, you know, the image signal processor and all that stuff that's it, that they've it does pretty know, amazing, yeah. ramped up in the, in the 13 Pro, it's, it's done a really good job, yeah. But this is kind of tying into the um, thought process is, most people who go up there will take, if they can, you know, depending on what, what camera you have, this type of shot, the the zoom in up close, you know, get the detail on the big buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. we do have, even if you don't have the pro, you still have the wide and the, and the extra wide, you know. Oh, yeah. And it does not hurt to say, okay, I might take that photo. You know what? Let me go for the extra wide. Or let me go to a different zoom that I was planning on to, because it is a, an optical zoom. You're not you say you don't have the digital. You have artifacts because again we're talking very small lenses, but you're not having the digital artifact of. And I did try a couple of shots just to see what the 15x zoom looked like. It was splotchy, but that's kind of expected because it's 5x digital. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. So it, it's not going to look good. Uh, yeah, there's a limit. There's a limit to what you can do digitally. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but, you know, if you're in a place and you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take the extra half second, minute, whatever. Let me zoom out and either go widescreen or four by three or, you know, try a different resolution. You know, get get the shot that you have in your head. Because I think a lot of us have like, okay, this is a shot I have in my head. This is how I want to turn out. But you can also make it where it's like, okay, I'm going to try something different. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's a learning experience. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because when I was up there, I took 
I know this isn't a lot for some people, but it was cold. Um, and I had had my gloves off to use the phone properly. Uh, so I took maybe 15 photos up there and only kept five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I they mean, were different. Maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try this zoom. Maybe I'll try this angle. Maybe I'll walk over here. Maybe I'll walk over here, you know, and especially with the zoom, it's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm up here. Let me do the 0.5 and the mm -hmm. 16 by nine. See how that turns out. Because it's something, you know, I wouldn't thought about. And like I said, you have two to three different optical zoom ranges, you know, give them yeah. a try. That's the biggest yeah. tip is to say, yeah, see what, see what, see if it looks different. It may be, yeah, it may right. be, meh, but, you know, experiment. Yeah, that's the only way to find out. That's for sure. Um, so you mentioned cold. Speaking of cold, uh How's this for cold? I <laughs> uh, went to one of my favorite spots. Uh, it's a, a, a river oh, wow. that is um, it's downstream from uh, a waterfall, um, English Falls, which is probably my favorite waterfall in the area. And um, I was trying out some long exposure things. Now, this was today. I took some yesterday. And um, I wasn't happy with them. And it's not because it was a, a, a brighter day. It was a sunshine. The, you know, the sun, sun was shining. Uh, that really didn't ruin the image or anything. But this one here, it was overcast. And um, I tried a few different things with the camera. And I used Reflex, the app Reflex. Um, now, I know if you've heard me on this show, you've heard me talk about halide, halide, halide all the time. But I'm I'm playing around with reflex, and I gotta tell you, I'm liking it. I'm liking what it can do. Um, and uh, this uh, this was like a half a second, I think. This shot, um, I didn't want the smooth, you know, veiling in the water. I just wanted um, just to show that it was actually rushing, you know, instead of freezing the image. I wanted to show that it was moving quickly and. Um, you know, I just, uh, the 16 by nine crop works well with it. Um, and what did I edit this in? I edited this in photos, I believe. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's just one of my favorite places to go. Um, not much else I could say about it really. <laughs> the, 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 they almost look like ice lily pads. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I find that with ice, um, when the water's moving so quickly behind it and it just looks like it's floating above it almost. Yeah. The next one, this was yesterday when it was like minus 18 Celsius. Uh, it was very, very cold. Um, my hands were numb by the time I got finished taking pictures, but I was, uh, this is at the same spot. So this is um, a little bit up river from it. Not far, really. There's a walking trail that goes up there and people have been walking it. It's well trampled down. But the way the sun was shining through the, the trees and landed on this pine tree, um, on these branches, it just really caught my eye. And I, I uh, of course, I did some editing on this, but um, basically I wanted to bring out some of the detail in the tree trunks behind, uh, keep, the, keep the dark areas kind of dark and brighten up the parts where the sunshine was. So, um, and yeah, it's just, I just, for me lately, it's been all about how light catches things. And uh, th this certainly caught my eye as I was walking along. Yeah, the, the, the almost lime green color of the trees. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that took a, it is. yeah, that took a bit of doing to get that too. Cause in, um, I believe it was Pixelmator photo. Um, I played around with, you know, in the color uh, section of the app, you can select different colors. And I selected green, obviously, and I played with the, the bright, uh, the, the, um, the, the lumen, luminance and the saturation, not mm -hmm. so much the, the hue or whatever, but um, I find just, you know, the luminance, lightening or darkening the color can make a big difference, especially in, yeah. in, a, in a situation like this. Um, and then, of course, saturating it, that, that helps too. 
And then I think all I did other than that was sharpen it a bit. And I might have added a very, very slight vignette. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, the, the, just the way the sun was shining through, it just caught my eye. And then there's this one. Um, this is a portrait that I call Resistance. And I'm not going to give too much away about the backstory of this, but all I will say is that I've been waiting for years to take a picture like this. And uh, uh, I don't think this is going to be the final product either. I think I'm going to do some things to this um, to make it a little better. But um, this, this is a guy who is retiring from work. And um, uh, I asked him quite some time ago if I could take his portrait before he cut his hair and shaved off his beard because I call it resistance because he's resisting the temptation to do that. And this was, he hasn't shaved or cut his hair since the beginning of, you know what, <laughs> uh, basically since March of 2020. Wow. And uh, uh, when he's going to cut his hair or shave, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but uh I, I, it was a, a very quick impromptu photo session at, at work. He was um, he was out at the out at the press I work on, and uh, I just had, you know he says, "Do you want to do that picture?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> so portrait mode, um, and I did uh, some editing in photos and 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 moved it over to Lightroom. But like I say, I I'm going to try a few different things to this before I um, say that this is the final one, but. Um, but yeah, I've been wanting to take, oh, and part of the editing process, process of this was to get, to give it a little hint of the dragon effect. Uh, the dragon effect is um, a, a, a look, if you will, that was created by, I believe his name is Andre Dragon. Uh, he's a Polish photographer, artist, physicist. And these, you've seen these photos where, the contrast is so heavy that you could just really see right into the um, wrinkles and crevices in someone's skin and on their face. Usually it's uh, um, like a, a kind of a rough, tough kind of person mm -hmm. with, with facial okay. hair or something that these right. fit these, that photographers are giving this look to. And that was kind of the inspiration for this one. I, I really wanted to uh, uh, emphasize um, like he's not, he's not a rough character by any means, but I wanted to make him look that way with this right. dragon effect. And, uh, it, it really worked out well. I was really pleased with the way it worked out, but again, I'm going to, I'm going to play around with it and, and see if I can do some more things. To say, it, portrait so. mode did amazing with his beard. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, all, it's, yeah. Especially and, when you get the, with the extra little, <sighs> little hairs that go off out of the, you know, the, 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 the more of the mass outside the mass, mm -hmm. but you know, you're not really losing and portrait mode's gotten a lot better. So that's some of the things that it can actually catch where in the past it didn't really catch it real well. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, now he had a shirt on over top of that. It was a t-shirt. Um, it was a, like a duck dynasty t-shirt that okay. had, you know, words on it and a picture of, of Phil Robertson. And the funny thing was, and I didn't notice this till after, but um, the portrait mode or the, or the, or the camera picked up on Phil's face on the t-shirt and it was underneath his beard, but it blurred the beard so much that you could actually see his face. That's but then this guy, he said, he said, I have a black t-shirt on underneath this. Would that work? And I said, yeah, let's try it. So he took his yeah. second oh, shirt off yeah. and, no. and it, it worked fabulously. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. This, this, you know, that really emphasizes his face. Yeah. Yeah. By having just a, just more of a plain, um, I don't want to say plain because the back, the gray black around behind his head, it has some, you know, it, it, it's some different colors and, and, you know, brightness to it but more of a neutral behind his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And there's no special lighting on this. This was just the lighting that we use at work. And uh, it, it just really worked, be- uh, worked worked out great. So I put this thing on Flickr. <clears throat> and later that day, I got a notification from Flickr saying that we would like to put this in the InExplorer group on, oh, wow. on Flickr. Wow. So I, I hit accept or whatever to let them do that. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe they just went ahead and did it. I can't remember. But since then, it's got 6.4 thousand views and 163 people have added it as a favorite. So that's, that's, wow. that just, you know, mm-hmm. that's my shot of the year. I tell you, it, it's, um, I, I'm so pleased with it. And, uh, you know, it's, like I say, I've been waiting years to take this. So, uh, I'm glad that I'm, I'm thankful wow. to the guy. I'm not, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to give his identity away right. um, completely. I mean, the people that know him will know who he is, but um, uh, I'm so I'm, I'm so thankful that he allowed me to take this photo because, mm-hmm. uh, like I say, he's retired. And um, uh, when I would get the opportunity again, I'm not sure. So, uh, you know, right. thank you, Mr. Resistance. <laughs> So now, uh, so for my tip, uh, seeing as how most of the northeastern United States is getting covered in snow and um, it's, it's winter in a lot of other places, uh, I thought I'd give a quick little tip on, on winter photography. Uh, this was the day yesterday, the day that I uh, got that other shot of the trees. <clears throat> and one thing that I did with this shot that I'm kicking myself for. Well, not really, but you'll see why in a second um, is I overexposed it a little bit. So if you could look down at the bottom, you can see the mm-hmm. snow is just blown right out. Mm-hmm. And I shot in JPEG and, and you cannot get that back in mm-hmm. JPEG. Um, it's, it, it is what it is. I tried darkening it down and no, it's just, it's just blown out white. And um so for those who can't see what it is, whether on, on YouTube or on the, uh, if you don't have YouTube or the uh, podcast app running that could show the image, it's a, it's a photo of, of the river. There's a pine tree on the right, um, heavy laden with snow or crystals. Um, there's a snow bank in the foreground at the bottom of the frame. And across the river is the bridge that the walking bridge comes across Um if you if you go across the bridge and head mm-hmm. up the hill, you go back to the parking lot, and and there's other trees around too, but um, you know the sun's shining right down on the on the snow right in, at the foreground, and I didn't compensate for that. It's it's just blown right out. So if you're using the Photos app, um, I highly recommend you you know tap to focus, but then also tap and drag your finger down to decrease the focus a little bit or the, not the focus, but the, uh, the exposure a little bit and try to bring up some, bring back some of the detail in that, in that snow. If you have an app where you have a histogram, you'll be able to see on the right-hand side of the histogram where it's, it's, it's blown out and you can bring that back, especially if you're shooting JPEG. So uh, when I took that, Excuse me. I noticed on the when I previewed it, I noticed that it was blown out. So I took it again, but I dialed back on the exposure. And mm. the dark areas are darker, but there's more detail in the snow. There might even be a little wee bit that's still overblown at the bottom, but I'm I'm okay with that. It's it was bright sunlight sunshine right. uh, on the snow, and I I, I was able to keep most of the detail in the dark areas on the other side of the river that's in shade. And, uh, but you know, I was just, I'm so glad that I took that second shot where I dialed down, uh, on the exposure to, you know, just stop that from overblowing. So, um, when you're shooting snow in the sunlight, don't be afraid to, to, to dial it down, you know, decrease the exposure because you can always bring up the uh, shadow areas later in in the photos app or whatever editing app you're using because it's easier to get the detail back in the shadows than it is to get it in the overexposed whites and um if it's a cloudy day while we're talking about snow uh don't be afraid to 
take the exposure up a little bit to make the snow look a little whiter, but be careful not to overexpose. Because on a cloudy day, I mean, digital cameras try to put everything to an 18% gray. And that's what the snow is going to look like. It's going to look gray. So if you want your snow to look white on a cloudy day, you will have to overexpose it just a little bit. But, you know, just, just move that slider around uh, your exposure slider on whichever app you're using and and make sure you get that brightened up a little bit. So, so that's my tip for, for winter photography, um, you know, trying to get the snow looking the best that you can. Yeah, and I would only say that, um, let's say you're, you're somewhere where you don't experience winter. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. This is still be good for like beach photography because you, I imagine oh, yeah. you have the same problem where you have something that's highly reflective, uh, very light tone that will just make everything bright back in your face. Yeah, that. yeah, that's right. And waves, right, Dave? If yeah. if if you got a lot of of uh, big waves with the uh, yeah with white caps and that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to nail them when they're moving so quickly. But you can pretty get you get a pretty good idea of of where your exposure's got to be at to uh, uh, make them look the best it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's our tips and our pictures, and uh, it's it's a slow week I think um, for us this week. We're we were just saying before the recording that um, you know it's kind of mid year. Uh, the next thing that's rumored to come out is the SE. Um, mm-hmm. What did you say about that, Dave? It was uh, uh, they're barely talking about the 2022 SE, believe it or not. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's just going. They're going. They're going to. The rumors are going to put 5G on it, which makes sense. Yes, that's right. That was they're going to. They're going to change the uh, radios out for 5G, which you know that'll hit battery life because the 5G batteries are worse than the LTE. Ba- and then you know, in terms of the um, not the batteries, but the the actual radios are a lot more power hungry um it's still not 5g everywhere and it's not like ultra fast 5g the type yeah like the millimeter wave yeah yeah where it's like i'm standing here now i moved one foot and i lost it and it's still like that in a lot of places but um do you honestly think just on a side note here do you honestly think that's really going to fly do you think they're going to be able to put that kind of infrastructure into place they could there's nothing technically stopping them. Now the question That's is: just a lot will of... they put? Will they put out the money? Now, in certain locations, yes. Um, you and me at our home locations, no. Yeah, cities, I can't see it either. cities, and near, um, um, sporting facilities, yes. You know. Even though when they started to roll out the millimeter 5G, they were going for at least in in Pennsylvania for Philadelphia, and that makes sense. You know, it's 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 like almost two million or a million and a half people in the city. So, you know, having Mm -hmm. that in the city center, and there's tons of universities down there. You know, so I could see that, and I want to say King of Prussia, PA, which oh yeah, it's I mean. I'm not saying anything bad about the location, King of Prussia, but it's known for having a large mall and not much else and being a suburb of Philadelphia. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't have like a large of anything else, but kind of lost. And that was, we were like, "Uh, guys, we're the second biggest city in the state and our counties almost, you know, Philadelphia County and Allegheny County where I'm at, they're not that much different in size. You know, yeah, uh, and it's like, uh, would you like to put something here, maybe, please, over here, western part of the state? I gotta wonder exist? if that. I, I have to wonder <laughs> if that millimeter wave would um, just actually eat up the battery life. Like, if five oh, G's no. kind of hard th- on it, I, I think it would start to eat up battery life. But for for it to work, you would you really have to put it somewhere where you have a critical mass of people. So, yeah, like yeah. I said, I could see, um near arenas and stadiums mm-hmm. yeah you know even though like a hockey arena will have wi-fi per se versus that but like an outdoor football stadium a baseball stadium where you know like i know the local stadiums here are small uh the football stadiums 60 some thousand baseball only holds like 38 or so so it's not like bigger yeah. cities where they have exceptionally large 
you know, like um, AT&T Stadium down in Dallas, where the Cowboys play. It holds 100,000 people. Now, that being said, would... <laughs> I can see the, but I can see them putting the money into that for a marketing because people are like, oh my goodness, it's so quick here. I am shocked how quick it is. And they go home and how much slower it is. And they're like, I got to get me some of that. <laughs> so, and we're not going to, we're not going to beat this one too hard to death here, but um, with, okay, let's just say, for instance, they put it in a stadium with 50,000 people. If you've got even 30,000 of those people with a phone capable of that speed yeah. and they're all using that network, I don't know if there's enough pipeline in that small area to be able to handle that. You know what I mean? There's, um, I would say there's ways around it and it's going to, it would take a lot of money and a lot of infrastructure put into it. Yeah. But I could see that. I, again, it's just a hundred percent marketing because you're, you know, most arenas are the most arenas that are used more than anything else in my mind are baseball stadiums mm-hmm. because you have 82, you have 81 home games a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where football, at least American football, you have eight or nine home games and you got preseason, which is another two at, probably at most. So you only, you only use it for yeah. football 10 times a year. Out 365 yeah, yeah. days. Baseball, Leacher got 80 some games before out of you know the whole thing. Hockey is a little different because it's indoor and you know I, I know the a lot of places try trying to push Wi-Fi, but yeah, unless you get like a, a critical infrastructure or you need that dense, dense, straight, dense, dense, and you need a, a line of sight. Yeah, yeah. Millimeter wave dies if you don't have line of sight. So something That's like right. a arena or football stadium or baseball field, you know, that definitely would help. And then maybe yeah. using that as a springboard. But that before we we're all like, oh my goodness, I got gigabyte speed on my cell phone. I no, yeah, no. There's I feel sorry for the guys. I'd, I'd feel sorry for the fans who have to pay for those. What do they call them? Obs view seats. They're obstructed, oh, the obstructed view. They're behind view, yeah. the foul pole or something. <laughs> that would be just enough to drop that signal. Oh, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, who knows? I mean, like technology. Said, yeah, but yeah, but like you said, we're kind of in the, you know, for at least for Apple, you know, they, they may come out with a spring phone, but the SE is never a big splash phone. I'm not saying it's a bad phone. It's not a splash phone. Yeah, it's um, not think, the uh, no, especially this year. I think Apple's going to concentrate on iPad, MacBook Pro, uh, MacBook Air, uh, Mac Pro. You know, the, yeah, the, the think, cheese grater, the, the cheese grater. Oh, you think you think it's going to come back again? Well, so they, I mean, I mean, currently they have the cheese grater, right? They have the Intel cheese grater, though. Yeah, they got and, rid of the trash can. They brought back the cheese grater. Uh, I could see that being replaced with an M1 Ultra. Well, like the the M1 Max iPad or um, uh, MacBook Pros are Mm -hmm. blowing that latest fifty thousand dollar cheese grater out of the water, and it's really upset a lot of people. Right now, the minutely the difference with the cheese, and I know we're getting off the phones here. The nice thing about the cheese grater is it's easy to replace the innards. Yes. Where none of the <laughs> n- none of the M1s you can replace. You can't That's say right, yeah. I'm going to throw a little extra RAM in there. Oh, I'm going to swap out the hard drive. I'm going to put extra RAM. You can't do that. And I've, so, I've got buyer's remorse because I've got my M1 iMac has eight gigabytes of RAM and I'm mm. kicking myself for not getting 16. Not that but it's really a big deal, but right. it just would have been a little better. And the only way to increase it is... I'm a, I think there's a way you can do external RAM via the Firewire. I don't know. I, I haven't heard of think, that. I think there, I know you can do external graphics cards and of course, obviously external storage. I think there's a way, but it's, it's not, like I said, it's not, it doesn't really work that well, but there's, if you're desperate, I think there's a way. And it might be pretty expensive. Ooh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be. Yeah. But yeah, I think, the, <clears throat> you know, the Mac Pro, the people who buy the Mac Pros, they're, I mean, to say the MacBook Pros are not for average people, 
it's true. You're, you're buying a mm-hmm. MacBook Pro because that's part of your job. You know, yeah. I have a friend who does video producing for local wrestling shows and other things. He needs a MacBook Pro because he's yeah. editing. He's got, you know, he has like a multi-camera setup where he's switching between camera one and this and switching here, moving here. You can see like the multi things here and you got to change here here. You got overlay graphics, the whole thing. Yeah, you need a MacBook Pro for that. Um, if you're using a Mac, a Mac Pro, not a MacBook Pro, a Mac Pro, you know, that's a line item on a uh, project that you're doing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, that's okay. Yeah, you're our making service, money our, with it. Yeah, our service you're making money cost, with us. Oh yeah, but our services will cost you five hundred thousand dollars. Here's this price here, 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 here. And by the way, we need a $10,000 computer. And if you're willing to pay someone a half million, million, whatever, for their services, you're like, oh, $10,000 computer. Yeah, of course, here. That, yeah. <laughs> because then it's a lot quicker and you don't pay the people as much. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to say, okay, yeah. and I'm compiling. And this is going to be done in 10 minutes versus and I'm compiling and it's done in a minute and a half. Makes yeah. a big difference. Makes a big difference. But yeah. that isn't your average person. That isn't even your average professional. Those no, are the, right. you know, so when P and now mainly Apple does stupid stuff, you know, the wheels for the Mac Pro, the monitor oh, yeah. stand, the monitor yeah. stand, which of course, <clears throat> if you're a professional and, and this isn't really coming from me, this is me listening to professionals. They already have mounts. They're not going to buy the $5,000 stand that Apple puts out, no matter how pretty it is and the magnetic. And they're not going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's literally the equivalent of, you know, you buy a car and they have these special um, uh, floor mats with that are specially designed just for your car with the little engraving with the car on it, with with the car name on it. And it only costs $2,000. Now, most people are going to be like, I'll go down the store and get one for 15 bucks. Yeah. But if you're buying a seven, if you're buying a $70,000 vehicle, 2000, isn't that much more. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with the professionals and the Mac. So, I mean, but you know, I, like yep. I, said, I can see Apple pushing that and you know, there there's rumors around the 14 and honestly, we're so far out whether they're going to go yeah. with a punch hole or a pill and a punch or keep it. And which one has, which we're so far out. It doesn't make any sense to think about it right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll pay keep more an, attention. We keep an eye on it though. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. If, if something really solid comes up, you know, that looks like it, mm-hmm. it very well could happen. We'll, we'll discuss a little further then, but, but I, I think um, we're still far enough away that if you need a new phone, Get the best one you can afford. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't and, wait. And honestly, you no. Know, don't and hold honestly, it. if you're to the <clears throat> point of I, if you think I don't know, I don't need the pro. I can survive with just the survive with the plain thirteen. The thirteen is a great phone, and it's a really good camera. Not as oh, good yeah. as pro, but it's it, like Roost phone takes really good photos. It sure so, does. You know. You know, if it's a matter of, well, my budget's this much and I'm seeing what they're offering and I need a new phone because my own phone's dying and I can't really fix it or it's going to cost $500 to fix it. So might as well get a new phone and trade in what I have. You know, we're far enough out. Get the phone you need. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't wait for uh, no. don't wait for the next one just no. yet. So when we hit August, well, that's something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I would say we got ourselves a show, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Sure, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod. And if you want to try me, see me really experimented stuff, uh, you can find me on TikTok as Dave Podner Jr. All right. Uh, you can find me at, um, let's see. Well, the best place to find me where it goes to everywhere is uh, about my. Uh, about.me slash Macmillan. And um, there's links to everywhere on there. Uh, and I believe there's even a link to my uh, website that I've been working on. I'm updating it and mm-hmm. trying to make it look a lot nicer. And it's uh, shot on iPhone only.com. And I've been putting some 
more recent pictures on there and trying to, you know, trying to make it worth keeping. So um, you can check that out. And uh, this show lives on iPhoneography.ca. It's on anchor.fm and uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, just, just about anywhere where your uh, podcast feed could pick it up. And, uh, and for the listeners who are not watching the YouTube channel, uh, we're on YouTube. Just look for the iPhoneography podcast and you'll find us there. And, um, you know, check out some of David Addison's stuff. He's got uh, uh, his own playlist on the channel. And um, uh, I mean, check out his own channel too. Um, just look for David Addison on, on YouTube. He's got some really good stuff there. Uh, so I guess uh, I guess that's about it, Dave. Um, I guess we'll see everybody on the next one. Have a great one, everyone. Since the last show, it's been... Uh, okay, no, hold on. Okay, one, two, three. Hello since... No, I don't even say hello. <laughs> one, two, three again. <laughs>